the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. This segment. Let me make it clear. I'm a huge fan of my next guest. I signed up for Peak Wi Fi in May of 2017, and I have been with Tom and his company ever since then. I don't have a single complaint. I pay $69.95 a month. $69.95 has never changed. Never changed. I, and you're locally owned and operated. I'm doing a commercial here for you. I appreciate but I just that. I strongly strongly believe in your company. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Good to see you, sir. We're we're happy to be here. Thank you for having me on, Dave. Well, let's talk to Craig cuz Craig, you're out in Los Osos. Correct. So, what's your internet like? Uh I mean, it it works. It's, you it's know. What do you what do you on? What's your service? Um what's that thing called the Spectrum? Okay. And that that was sure. the only sure. option that we had and where I'm at we couldn't get like the really fast Wi-Fi. I guess we were kind of limited wherever we're on this border zone. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So that's what I have. Yeah, it's been a limited area. And, and how, how much? I'm sorry. How much do you pay? It's like eight thousand a month. No, how much do you pay? Uh, it's one oh no. It's a hundred. I think it's a hundred and ten bucks. Yeah. Ask him next month. It, it seems to creep. It, oh yeah. It started at one price and it seems to kind of grow each month or every other month. Yeah, yeah when my wife said one hundred and ten, I was like, I thought it was sixty bucks. Right. You got to call them up, have them reset it. Yeah. And that's just for internet. Yeah, okay. well, and the home home phone, but I think that's like included in the deal. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hmm. What yeah, about that, we're, Tom? We're, well, we're excited <laughs> to be there. We're finally there. We uh, took the philosophy early on in the company that we weren't going to roll out any new geographies until each area of town was properly supported and the network was was built correctly. So we've taken a slow growth mentality and get it right before we go, and now we are proud and ready to service Los Osos, and we're also headed into Morro Bay now. What's the timeline on this? Los Osos is available now, so if you call us, uh, we can get out. I, I, Craig, I've taken a note on your address. We're going to come out and... You service his neighborhood? I, I think we do. It's kind of dangerous. I, I, I agree. I'll take my dog. Yeah, I'll take my dog with me. You never know, you know. So, Craig, if uh, you could get a deal for sixty nine. Ninety nine a month? You would say, of course. You'd take that? Yeah, of course. And the, the funny thing is, I've, I've been complaining about our internet for a while, and it was funny that Lou Ferrigno was on last week. Oh, name, name, name dropper. Yeah, yeah. Lou Ferrigno, Lou, the Incredible Hulk himself. Yes. And we had just come back from a spot, and he, and he came back, and he goes, you know, I've had them for years, and he loves the yes. service. Yes, we like And Lou. Yes. as I was doing the best of segments with Lou, with Lou Ferrigno's segment, I'm like, yes. Well, that's kind of an advertisement, but it's not because it's after the break. So it's just him talking. So I could leave that yeah, in, yeah. and that got me excited. But then it got me bummed because I'm thinking I wish I could get. And right. I'm not. And I'm not saying this. It sounds phony. I'm not saying this because it's like any promotion. Or I'm sure. saying it because when he said how happy he was, yeah. I thought to myself, I wish I could get that service. Right. Except I'm stuck right. in. Los it's kind Osos. of a Jerry, Jerry Maguire moment. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a Jerry Maguire moment. You know, Lou's a great guy. He'll, great guy. He'll, he'll text me at two in the morning and say. Hey, I've got a little something going on, and I won't text back at two in the morning. But at six a.m., I'll 
text him back. If, say, I, if I, I, I was, got if someone coming over Fregno to help you out. texted me at two in the morning, I think I'd probably yeah. answer him. You text him back. You don't want to get you don't want to get that guy angry. Yeah, you won't like him when he's angry. Yeah. So, are you covering all of Los Osos? We are. Anything that can see Hollister Peak. I mean, if you can see Hollister or back into Slow, we we've got you. We're adding more sites. To get other angles, we have to have line of sight for our service to work. But we're, we're so. What's we're your well service covered. area now? Where do you cover? Oh, it's it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger, Dave. We're going out all the way to Orcutt. Then we're out in Tipiskay Canyon on the east side. We're going out to Ranchita, uh, north of course, Los Osos. That's you know northwest. Uh, Morro Bay is coming soon. Uh, we're into the uh, south side of or let's see, north side of San Luis Obispo. Uh, and then all the way back to, believe it or not, we have service in Casmelia. Oh, and we do parts of Casmelia. Vandenberg Air Force Base. Yeah, yeah, we do parts of Vandenberg Air Force there, Base. Is I'm there a sure big the, demand? There actually is. There's a bunch of homes out there, and I'm sure, you know, the repeater site glows every once in a while. But. Well, we got a text already from Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl, on the Stolberg line, what kind of hardware is involved in getting service in Edna Valley? Edna Valley should be a drop-dead easy connection. We've got the entire valley covered from multiple angles. We would come out to your home and put up a an antenna about the size of a dinner plate on the um, somewhere on your home where it's not too obtrusive, and that's it. We run the cable inside and uh, use a standard home router, which we can set up for you as well. Uh, we're one of very few companies in California that'll actually help you out inside the home. We don't stop until we've verified that all your devices are connected and working. And, service uh, is impeccable. Service is, you in know, my new house, keep it real. Two and a half years, your guy came, installed. I've not had one problem. I've not had to call you. I set up the payment automatically. It's just done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you couldn't yeah, make yeah. it any easier. Yeah, we try not to bother you. If, if, if we call you it's to tell you hey your your signal's being excluded hit up by a tree something's in the way we got to adjust it but we, we don't market to you we try not to bother you it's you know to Re- keep it simple remind me again when is Morro bay coming online i think within the next month Morro bay's coming online that's happening fast it is it's exciting how Even, do you feel about all this i'm pretty stoked it's it's been my vision for the past 10 years to get the central coast covered with economical, reliable internet with a local contact. I'd also point out that when I was looking for an internet provider, I went to Jeff Buckingham. Yes. All right. Who I think anybody in the community, when Jeff Buckingham speaks, you've got to love Jeff. We listen to Jeff. Jeff knows everybody. And I said, who do I want? He said, you want peak Wi-Fi." Yes. And that's how I found you. Yes. And I echo everything Jeff Buckingham said about you yes i I think jeff is (laughs) is a rarity and we're lucky to have him he's he's a mentor to probably hundreds of people in our community i agree but now here's the big question tom this is all impressive with all the rollout and everything but i'm guessing my fees are going to come up pretty fast i sure hope not We're, we're really trying hard not to raise prices i think we've all had enough of that over the last couple of years, I think everyone is so price fatigued, we could just scream. Yeah. And if we can add customers to the company and keep the same amount of staff, I can give everybody raises and I don't have to raise prices to our customers. So that's the goal. We've outspent um, nearly everyone in our network rollout. We're continually investing in the network, trying to keep it efficient. Is this a competitive business? It's a very competitive business. Yeah, it's tough, but we're doing it. Yeah. And what about the speed? Are you increasing the speed at all? We are. We have. We've. We've actually doubled or tripled the speeds over the last ten years for the same money. 
2024, we are trying to double things again for the same money. So our customers will see an automatic upgrade. Uh, speed is going to just no longer be an issue by the end of 2024 or 2025. The, the, the service points are going to be local support, being able to get a hold of somebody, being able to understand the person you get a hold of, and then having them show up. I think we're in a, in a unique position. You may call Peak Wi-Fi with a problem. You may talk to a tech, and he may say, well, let me just come out. And within an hour, that same technician you spoke to on the phone may be on your doorstep. So it's kind of it's kind of neat. Well, it's small town, hometown, small town, hometown. That's why we live here. Yes, isn't it? We want that kind every, of service. Every day out of the ground is a good one. If the sun's shining and we're not underground, we're doing good. We're in conversation with Tom Costa from Peak Wi-Fi. What's the website, Tom? Peakwifi.com. Is that the easiest way to sign up? It really is. Yep. Fill out the form. It's quick and easy. Um, and we'll be calling you up and coming out. It's it's a, it's a free service check. There's no uh, no risk. What is the status of the office? Uh, you've been envisioning this office over in Grover Beach. Yes, like many businesses on the Central Coast, we now have a real estate problem. A lot of companies on the Central Coast have a real estate problem. We have other services we want to roll out. We have more people we want to hire. We have more trucks we want to store. And it's tough here on the Central Coast. Uh, real estate is, is so expensive, so so uh, con- constricted. So we have we have been working on this for years. We're super excited about it. But we should be able to start construction this year on a new three-story office building in Grover Beach. And it is going to be the Peak Wi-Fi headquarters. Not only are we going to have our, our wireless internet services delivery, we're going to have classes. We're going to have IT-centric activities going on. i got to give a big shout-out to Megan with Grover Beach. She's their community develop- development director. She's got a clear vision for the town. There's a ton of new construction going on on the Grand Avenue Corridor down toward the beach. Yeah. So Grover Beach is, is going to be a really nice place to be. Uh, it's really coming along. And the whole city has been extremely lending. They've been wonderful. Uh, Chief Peters, Grover Beach PD, is exceptional. And the whole city is, is well run. So we're, free, we're excited to be there. You get free cannabis. Well, that, that's kind of a, <laughs> I wouldn't say a dying business, but it's not a focus anymore. That was a big thing years yeah. ago, and now it's kind of kind of trickled down. So let me get this straight, Tom. You're here to tell me you're already taking over Los Osos. You're expanding into Morro Bay, and you're building a three-story building, but you're not going to raise my rates at all. I'm going to do everything I can not to. I'm sick of it. I know everyone else is sick of it. Every time we turn around, we're looking at price increases on something. It's 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 upsetting, and we're trying not to do it. When do you hope the building to be ready? Oh, God, sometime before I die. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years. We'll have a big party. All right. Uh, let's take a short break. We'll come back and chat more with Tom from Peak Wi-Fi. Uh, announcing the great news. They're already in Los Osos, and they're hoping to be in Morro Bay shortly. Uh, stay with us. I'm Dave Congleton. We're live. We're local. We're hometown. I'd move somewhere if I could get better internet. I don't know, wouldn't you? <laughs> Tom Costa is with us, the founder. How many years now for Peak Wi-Fi? Oh, it's been about ten, almost eleven. Yeah, we're are getting, you are you are you where you thought you would be, where you wanted to be yeah, when you were, were setting getting, this up? Yeah, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're almost a real business. Want the world domination? Yeah. Well, Do you want the whole county? You want Just the whole, the whole county. You want county, the whole county? County be good. We don't want our staff to have to drive too far to do things. Five years. 
Five years to sure. cover the county? Sure. We could take Make that it happen, will you? That's right. Let's go. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, we're just reminding folks that if you live in Los Osos, you can now get peak Wi-Fi. And shortly, you're going to be able to get it if you're in Morro Bay. Just go to peakwifi.com or call the number and somebody will talk you through it. And again, I'm not trying to sound like a commercial here, but I've been doing this for seven years with Peak Wi-Fi. I am beyond happy and satisfied with them. I pay sixty nine ninety five a month. And now we're going to get Craig. Craig's going to sign up. He's yeah. going to start saving money. Yeah, I'm very excited because I've been wanting to shift from my current provider for a long time. Yeah, it's nice to have choices. It's more yeah. money for cigars. Yeah, and barbecue. <laughs> and classic car parts. There you go. All right, so I, you had me watch this video this morning. This is pretty impressive. This is the Inspiring Science School Program. Right, right. Explain this. Okay, so a number of years ago, I, I, this feeling came over me that we're, we're losing science and technology in, in the schools. And it, it, at everyone's life, you can look back at, at kind of maybe what you do for a living, and there was some point in your life that inspired you into that field or that career. And it usually happened at a younger age. And so if we can get kids inspired towards science and technology, you know, we may be able to provide some good careers going forward. Uh, So we thought, well, what can we do for the schools that creates just enough marketing for peak so we can write it off for marketing cost but it also provides the kids something they can play with that's tactile and they get to experiment and be excited about it and it and it takes those who might be tending towards science and really gets them interested in it so we came up with this idea and it's called the inspiring science program and we got a bunch of little solar matchbox cars and we ordered them in bulk and got them in. And we, we took them to the school classroom. We did it in a school in Santa Maria, an elementary school in Santa Maria. And we set the kids up with, with sunglasses and flashlights. And we had these little Hot Wheels tracks. Yeah. And so they could put the little solar Hot Wheel on the track. And they could race each other by shining the flashlight on the cars. And it went over even better than we anticipated. Dave's got a, a video that yeah. I sent you. He's going to put it up maybe so everybody can see it. But, yeah. but it was absolutely fantastic. The kids were just delighted and excited. And they got to shine their flashlights on the cars. And the cars raced down the tracks. And they raced each other. And, and uh, then we paired them off and, and did final races. Well, then we gave a little a demo on how solar works and how this how this works and we let them take the cars outside and race them out in the sunshine and it was just absolutely heartwarming watching 25 um second graders or first graders run around outside on the sidewalk in the playground and chase these little cars that every time the sun hit them would take off so now you have kids outside off their computer screens and having old-fashioned fun. Having old-fashioned fun and understanding yeah. the connection that the sun can make something move. So this was fascinating for them. And we enjoyed seeing their fascination. Of course, as a parent, you live through your children's eyes. And so we were very heartwarmed. It was an inspirational moment. So that program, we, we did a demo and that was in Santa Maria at one of the one of the grade schools. I can't for the life of me remember which one it was at the moment. But it was spectacularly successful. We want to roll it out to more grade schools. And we want to start getting our children in our community to be inspired towards science, if that's their interest, and, and get those kids a path. So 
our in our in our new building, we also want to do uh, classes, Google classes, and some other technology classes, so that we can start, you know, getting people back into science and technology at a, at an early age. So, how do you? I, I love this idea, but how do you go beyond this initial project? How do you get into the different schools, and how do you make all this happen? I don't know. I guess elementary schools need to start calling us. But what we'll probably do is we did it toward the end of the school year last year. And these, these school years just got back to normal last year after that uh, little little issue we had with COVID over the last yeah. several years. So we'll be reaching out to some of the elementary schools. And I suppose after hearing about this, some of them will be reaching out to us. Yeah. But it's a no-cost program. We do it for free. We give the kids the cars after the demo. They get to take them home and play with them. Hmm. So the kids get take something home, the sunglasses, the cars. Um, and it, it was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I, I think it could be a thing. I think it could be a national thing. We just need somebody to focus on it. When did um, when did you first start spending time on the Internet? How old were you? Oh, boy, that would have been back in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, that was dial-up days. Yeah. I, I ask because I always tell people I'm glad I was born in the 1950s. And I'm glad I was born when I was. The history that I experienced, but also that basically half my life was pre-computer. Right. When so I was able to, to go outside. Yeah, you got to see both sides of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I experienced both sides. And, and I'm all yeah. for the Internet. Yeah. Love yeah. it, love yeah. it, love it. Yeah. But I'm concerned about the younger people growing up who we throw them on the Internet right away. Right. And they don't get to grow up. No, we need tactical tactic skilled folks folks that like to turn a wrench folks that like to solder things folks that like to build robotics you know one of the things that's going on right now across our nation is the automation and robotization of restaurants yep i mean if you didn't like what you were getting paid at mcdonald's you're really not going to like it when they roll in the robot so do you want to flip the burger with no job security or do you want to program the robotic arm with infinite job security and i think we need to start at an early age getting these these children interested in science because things are going to be automated craig has a suggestion yeah since you're coming into uh, low or you're already in los osos this moment and a lot of people maybe don't know about it you should do the school program uh. as well as promoting this and that way you kind of yes. you get People yes, interested, like this company is really great, and they could love be interested it. in both. Plus, I got a bunch of kids in school there, so that's why yes, I want you to come yes, there. Yes, so so because <laughs> I know they would love the, that. Yes, thank you, Craig, for that suggestion. I appreciate that to all the elementary schools, whether um, private or public, in Los Osos. Please give us a call, and we can set up the demo. Your class will love it. It's about a twenty to thirty minute. Uh, would it be demo. the solar, or would it be something different? Let's do the solar again. The kids loved it. I don't know if solar works in Los Osos. Yeah. Well, we we have the flashlights. So if we it's do it in, fog in the related. classroom with with the flashlights. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and the kids and, and absolutely get John loved, Lin, you know. John Lindsay could come over. Yeah, I don't know. He's a little too big of a star. <laughs> you, know, you got John Lindsay. You got peak Wi-Fi. You yeah. got science. Yeah. When the kids start chasing the car with the flashlight across the classroom, of course they're all running into one another. It's total chaos. They love it. It's 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 uh, physical. Well, well I'm going to make you sure. feel good too. I'm going to make sure those schools call you because, yes. I, like I said, I got a kid in grade school in Los Osos right now. I'm like, oh, he would love this. Yes, yes, yes. So and, take, and, his classmates and, and, and the teacher called me two weeks after we did it. And she said, Tom, I think this worked. Several of the kids, obviously all of them took the cars home. Some of them were bringing them back and still playing with them. And they're still talking about it weeks later. So I thought that was a win. Why was the teacher surprised? 
You know, I don't know. I think with today's socially social media and digitalization of, of all events and activities, I think we've lost, as you've stated, Dave, I think we've lost some of the physical perspective on life, on getting outside, on doing things, on picking up a stick and hitting a rock with it. I mean, we've lost some of that. And so I think when we reintroduced it, it was like this novel concept, which it, for you and I, it wouldn't have been, but because we grew up doing that. On the Solberg text line, a listener wants to know if you're hiring at Peak Wi-Fi. <laughs> Constantly. What Constantly. are you looking for? We are looking for entry-level field techs. We're looking for infrastructure techs. We're looking for people who love to hike, who love to be outdoors, who are comfortable hiking on a horse, on an ATV, in a helicopter. Well, because the, the ads were talking about the fact that you specialize in rural properties we we do and a lot of our repeaters are up in some very uh hard to reach places where you have to hike or four-wheel or or take the helicopter i mean there's some really it it requires a a person who loves to be outdoors and who loves it if you love information technology and the other thing is dave we're happy to train we're looking for good souls who are interested in technology Hmm. you don't you don't have to know anything coming in you just have to be have the correct work ethic I'm going to rephrase this next text message on the Stolberg line. Listener basically wants to know what's the difference between Peak Wi-Fi and the other local companies. We outspend them on the network. We have got a stronger, more robust, uh, more redundant network, and we are obsessed with making it the best and continually upgrading it, no matter the cost. Uh, Craig, someone is uh, reminding you on the Stolberg line that you should look at the high number of solar installations in Germany, then compare that latitude with Los Osos. Okay. So I'm giving you homework. <laughs> Do the homework. It, it was, it's a fog joke. Relax. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I, I just read them. All right. We're at the one-minute mark. So the takeaway, Tom, is that the people in Los Osos can now sign up for peak Wi-Fi. People in Morro Bay will soon have that opportunity, but they should. The people in Morro Bay should be checking you out now. Yes, agreed. You know? Agreed. And if you have a peak in Morro Bay, if you live up on a hill, then we you're our new best friend. We really want to talk to you because you could end up being a repeater site for did peak you, Wi-Fi. Did you have trouble getting repeaters in Los Osos? We really didn't. Uh, we we did, and we have some great people out there who who volunteer. They wanted us on their hills, and we just just. Rolled it out. PeakWiFi.com is the website for peak performance. Tom, good to see you. I got 30 seconds for a final thought. I just appreciate you being here. I appreciate what you do for our community. And I appreciate you having me on, Dave. And thank you, Craig. Nice to see you, but you could talk for another 15 seconds. Okay. Because now I got to think of another question. Okay, let's go to the number 805-556-4065. That's 805-556-4065. 4065. 69.99 a month. <laughs> 69.95 a month. We might have to raise it to 70. No, just kidding. 69.95 a month. It's peakwifi.com. Always good to be with you on Hometown Radio, where daily we serve up live local hometown radio. And I'm about to illustrate that point. This is going to be a reminder of the difference that one person can make. 
Uh, we're joined in studio first by Emily Zabin from Camp Natoma, and she's brought with her Dan Chase. Good afternoon to you both. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having us today. Emily, how are you? I'm doing well. It's been a few years. It has been, but you're busy. I'm busy, but here we are. So let's start by reminding people about Camp Natoma. What is it? Absolutely. Friends of Camp Natoma is the nonprofit entity that operates Camp Natoma, a 360-acre oak woodland summer adventure for kids on the Central Coast. We've been offering week-long overnight camps since 1941. Get you outside, off your screens, frolic in the creek, jump in the pool, sing some songs, and get to know some new friends. What's the website? CampNatoma.org. N-A-T-O-M-A. So... You must be right near the 7X Ranch. We are in the okay. Adelaida area, west side. All right. So talk about the ranch. The 7X Ranch is an 80-acre ranch that was left in a trust for the youth of San Luis Obispo County. And um, a couple of years ago, things were not happening in the way it was going to be at that ranch. And this fine, wonderful person, Dan Chase, got involved to make that happen. All right. So, Dan, what, what should we know about you on background? Who are you, other than a lifelong resident of Paso? Yeah, I grew up in Paso Robles. Uh, of course, seen quite a few changes. Um, I really loved – I grew up on the west side and was uh, – well, um, so I've been in uh, farming, construction, uh, spent a lot of time on that west side of Paso and really liked the area, loved that area. And, um, yeah. What was your connection to Camp Natoma? Ever go there? Ever been involved with this before? Uh, my mom went back in around 1947 or something like that. Um, but so I, there is a connection, a little bit of a connection. I've heard of it my whole life, but not really any per, you know specific knowledge. So that. then, what led you to get involved to help a nonprofit that you didn't have that much of a history with? That's interesting to me. So actually, let's back up a little bit. Um, I let's see. The story starts with conserving land. Uh, and then that starts with a man named D. Fitzhugh, who is a rancher um, who owned the 7X Ranch, uh, 80 acres on the, um, out on the T Los Tablas, one of the Los Tablas Creek uh, tributaries. Uh, it's right on the east side of, um, of Cypress Mountain itself, so it's just a gem, a treasure of a uh, oak woodland right on the creek, really a beautiful place. Uh, this man named D. Fitzhugh was a rancher out there, uh, and he owned uh, he owned the ranch. And he and his wife Minabel uh, had no children of their own. But uh, I met him a few times before he died in the eighties. He's a warm and generous, wonderful man. And as he end of his life approached, he uh, seemed like he wanted to do something for the for the kids in the community. And so he donated his land, his 80 acres, and a bunch of money at the time uh, to the youth of the Paso Robles area in perpetuity. Uh, it's just a marvelous act that he did. And I feel like I'm carrying that, um, the work that I did, I'm carrying that forward uh, as far as we can. All right, but... It sounds like this gentleman died, was going to leave land to young people. So 
I'm missing something here, Emily. Yeah, well, this this gentleman who was well known to the ranchers in the Adelaide area um, left it in a trust, and they they transformed it into what would be used by the youth of um, San Luis Obispo County. And it was transformed, and it was used for a short number of years um, in the two, three decades, 1980s, 1990s. And then it fell to the wayside. It it just sat there. It wasn't being used. No one's heard of it. It's 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 off the beaten track. The land wasn't being used. That's correct. Okay. The land wasn't being used. And um, fast forward up until about two and a half years ago, and Dan caught wind that this property wasn't going to. Be for the kids anymore. It was maybe going to get sold off. Something uh-huh. was going to happen. Uh-huh. And he this was just—he's okay. just a rancher. He's—he's yeah. he's working nearby, and it hit him. It hit his heart that something's not right here. Is that the case, Dan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been uh, neighbors. I worked on the ranch next door to the Seven X uh, for since the mm, thirty years or so, and uh, was just struck by the the beauty of the place. And I happened to hear through the grapevine that the property, uh, that the the trustee at the time uh, was looking around for ways to keep these, um, you know, legacy alive. But there wasn't very much use of the campground, and so he uh, decided to try and sell the property. And I thought I heard about it. I thought maybe there's another use, another path forward that would maintain Dee's uh, legacy and his wishes. And um, so I made a few phone calls. Um, you just took it upon yourself. I like this. Yeah. I uh, I talked to Norma Moy in Paso Robles. Um, she had a few suggestions. Uh, basically, I was trying to find advice and trying to find somebody who would take on the task, the job of keeping the ranch available to the kids. Had you ever done anything like this before, Dan? No, I mean I've made phone calls, but, yeah, but um, no. In terms of this is a pretty big project, pretty big campaign you took on. Very big, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Now that you look back on it, do you believe you did this? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had absolutely no intention of getting this involved. All right. So, what was your strategy? How did you make this happen? To be honest, I didn't have a strategy as such. I had just the desire to find somebody who would know what to do. You know, like, where's the adult in the room? I need somebody to help um, save the ranch from being sold. Is that where the godfather comes in? Uh, yes. Yeah, Don Ernst. He's <laughs> yes. the godfather. Tell him I said that. He'll get it. All right. So you go to Don Ernst. Who's, who Not, I, is he from Pastor Robles, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, okay. Pastor Robles native. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, a guy named Keith Ryan uh kind of got hooked up so I don't even remember exactly how and he was the guy uh who lived on the 7x and built out the campgrounds and the bathrooms and hot showers and the water system all the kind of amenities that are now uh available for people to use and then I think he brought in Don he okay. and Don are friends yeah uh so how long did it take you to pull this off uh, it's been around two years, I would say. Uh, heard about it late. Well, it's been around two years. Um, so what, what, at what point, Emily, did you become involved? I got a call from Dan on a Friday afternoon asking, I run Camp Natoma, right? It's on the west side of Paso Robles. I got some questions about youth, youth programs in the outdoors. And 
I was like, hmm, I'll call this guy back. And I'll share what I can share about Camp Natoma. And he explained what he had to say. I shared it with my board of directors. And uh, he introduced me to the other, the other guys that were working on saving the ranch. And I said, wow, this trust, the purpose of this trust almost reads line for line with Friends of Camp Matoma's mission statement about getting kids outdoors. It's on the west side of Paso Robles. The properties are nearby. And we already have the infrastructure ready to get kids outside. We don't want to recreate the wheel. Let's, let's work together. It's interesting to me, though, that the guy running the trust fund didn't think of you. But you're right. That's another discussion. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he was so busy running the trust, he wasn't aware of op- opportunities in the community. So, Dan, when was it decided to approach Camp Natoma? Uh, that was very early on. One of my first calls, uh, my brother actually uh, suggested that I call Camp Natoma as a you know another local campground that might have some advice, you know, another adult to help out, and it just seemed like a collaboration that could really make miracles happen and um, and work super well together. So was, you you raised the money and you bought the property? No, and that was okay. the weird thing. Everybody that I talked to thought, oh, you, to own property, you have to buy property. You have to pay for it. And I said, no, it's in a trust. All you have to do is change the trustee. And finally, that kind of sunk in. Donners really? especially. Yeah, and that's what all we did is change the trustee. No money, change hands. In fact, the trust came with a few thousand dollars that was in the bank account that I, you know, as the trustee, I know. This story is too good to be true. It was a miracle. <laughs> it's it complicated because there's all the paperwork hurdles with the Secretary of State and, <clears throat> of course, the attorneys and such, because the job of the trust is to protect whatever the trust says is to protect. And so needing to have a custodian or a guardian of the written trust, a, a human, to put their name to, to protecting what the original trust's purpose was for. So as Camp Natoma, is, is that? So now Camp Natoma is in partnership with the trust. So Dan Chase here is the new trustee okay. and Friends of Camp Natoma is in a partnership with the trust to offer our uh, youth program services and what we have as expertise in running youth development. So programs. how far away is 7X Ranch from Camp Natoma? Are they even close? They're super close. It's okay. crazy. That's right over Cypress Mountain. As the crow flies, a couple of miles. Now I just have to figure out where Cypress Mountain is. Where's Cypress Mountain? It's halfway between uh, Paso and Cambria. Okay. If you're on the, I'm sure I drive it all the time. I just no. I don't pay attention. Well, I drive. I drive Highway 46. Oh, uh, you'll see it. It's yeah. a sort of a low, sort of dome-shaped mountain up to the north. Mm-hmm. Um, just a not a craggy peak at all. Just a low. Yeah. Dome. So. Um, it took about two years, but you brought, were able to bring everybody together and make this happen, and now you're in partnership. What does this allow you to do, Emily, that you couldn't do before? How do you benefit from this? Friends of Camp Natoma will be able to offer year-round outdoor youth and family programs, including environmental education, school programs, retreats, and good old outdoor screen-free nature programs for the youth of the Central Coast. We were previously limited by access to our original 360-acre camp because it's only accessible during the dry season. Mm. So, Dan, what's actually on the property now? Uh, There's, as you said, an all-weather road uh, leading to it, so it's decent access. Uh, There's five flat, uh, shady uh, campsites with water and power and uh, hot and cold uh, showers nearby. 
uh, bathroom. Um, there's trails. There's a couple-acre flat area with some games. Um, we call it the picnic area. It has its own bathrooms. Um, an archery range uh, needs some work, but is there. There's also some buildings which are in somewhat disarray. Uh, so for kids to use right now, there's a little bit of, well, some repair needs to happen. Yeah. and Spruce it up. Spruce it up. Get the water back running um, completely. It's close. How long might that take before you can do this, Emily? We're hoping that pending the winter weather that we can have the facility up in the next several months and at least get some initial kid programs for day programs, hikes. There's a creek that runs through the property, lots of um, outdoor and environmental education lessons that can be uh, brought into the oak woodland and shared with our community. So just as soon as we can get funding to move forward with our staffing and with the, the facilities repair, we will be up and running. Are you going to change the property much? Initially, we hope to leave the property as it is. It's a beautiful oak woodland. It has BLM land around it. And, um, you know, working with the entities we already work with to do things like trail maintenance. Uh, there's an amphitheater. Um, environmental education, you have to immerse into the natural environment. We don't want to change it too much. We want kids to get outside. We want their, their hands to get dirty. We want them to be in the summer sun and, and outdoors. So we don't want to change it too much. All right. We're in conversation with uh, Dan Chase and Emily Zabin talking about this exciting new partnership between Camp Natoma and the folks at 7X Ranch and what this means for the young people right here on the Central Coast. More to come on AM 920, FM 96.5 News Talk, KVEC. We are back with uh, Dan Chase and Emily Zabin. You heard Dan's story. He saw something happening, and he decided to try to do something about it. And it's a reminder that one person can make a difference. Although, Dan, listening to you, this doesn't sound like it was easy. There were some challenges, weren't there? There certainly were some challenges. Um, we had to jump through a few uh, legal hurdles and uh, write letters to the Attorney General and so forth of California. But um, ultimately, it was well worth the effort because it's such a unique, special, uh, wonderful place that is so close to Paso Robles uh, that was given to the young people of this area. And it just seemed very important to me to keep it uh, available for our, our kid, young people to use. It just was well worth the effort. I hope you're going to continue to be involved. Once I'm, this is up uh, and running. I expect so. Uh, yes, yes. It's kind of grown on me, the desire to be involved, the importance of, of the work uh, that I kind of just fell into. I did not expect to. It, but it seems really important to get people, kids off their screens, out in nature. Uh, Emily, uh, we got all this going for you now, but I suspect you're going to need some money. Absolutely. We, as Friends of Camp Matoma, are looking to partner with uh, local uh, organizations. We can provide programs for your organization. We're looking for donors and lead legacy sponsors that want to be a part of kicking this off. This is a one-time chance to be in the initial kickoff. Help us name the campsites. Help us build out the environmental education program. Help us have the funds that we can get as many school kids out there as possible. I sure hope one of those campsites is going to be named Dan Chase. I do, too. 
The least you can do for the guy. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears over here. He he did not know what he was getting into when he called me on that Friday afternoon. <laughs> I mean, had you not gotten involved, Dan, what would have happened to that property? It would have been sold. It Just would to, be to a, somebody with some money. Yep. And would they would have done something else with it. Yeah, it would be a probably a private residence, um, a little dude ranch or something like that. Yeah, it would be lost to the community. And right now, it needs a pretty significant, but a infusion of funds that will get us over, get it and Camden Home over the hump to then start um, more self-sustaining programs that uh, with schools and youth groups and so forth. How do people donate? Well, we have a website already. It's campnatoma.org. And right when you land on that website, you'll see links to the 7X and the donation page uh, because we're a partnership and we expand. We want to expand our programs to this site and, and utilize the um, youth programs for, for more kids because we can do day programs. We can do weekend programs year-round. And call us, email us. We have, uh, of course, we got the social media going on. You can find us. How do people donate on the website? That's the best way to do it. The Make website sure. is the best way to go. And I should have remind me, we talked about this every time you came in. What does Natoma mean? Natoma uh, itself has been told to me that it means the um, children of the mountains. And we have um, a different creek that runs through Camp Natoma. It's Franklin Creek, but it is the same tributary into Las Tablas, into Lake Nascimento. And it really is a place where kids can and can explore their own sense of self and scramble over rocks and climb trees. And we're just so excited that we can get kids out there year-round um, ongoing. Well, there's parallels. I had Tom Costa from Peak Wi-Fi here at 3.30. Mm-hmm. And even though he's Peak Wi-Fi, he's trying to get young people off their screens and get them involved in different hands-on activities. And you're doing the same thing, but you're trying to get them more outdoors. Yeah, I was listening to him, and I love the ideas of the solar cars. sounded so fun. And, yeah. and it's these kinds of things that invigorate kids. It's like once they experience it and they do it and, they, and then they recover, right? Maybe they got a bunch of bug bites or maybe it was a little bit too hot and uncomfortable. But then they get home and they remember, wow, I didn't think I could make it to the top of that mountain or, whoa, I was kind of scared like to go on that hike or sleep outside under the stars. And, and it's, the same, it's the same idea that like there's, there's so much more fulfillment to their soul and their heart and their and their like physical well-being than what they can get behind a screen. So, Emily, what are the dates for young people to come to Camp Natoma this summer? Yeah, we run seven week-long overnight camps um, starting at the end of June and running seven consecutive weeks through the middle of August. And ca- parents can register kids first grade through high school, again, at campnatoma.org, and it's open now for registration. Do you provide financial assistance? We do provide financial assistance, and we have an early registration discount going on now through January 31st. Right. I would expect your enrollment will go up once word of this additional property gets out. Absolutely. And we also believe that uh, a week at summer camp for various reasons isn't um, accessible to all children, whether it's um, their schedule or their family dynamics or their readiness to be away for a week. And we hope that by offering a variety of different types of programs, half day, full day, you know, multi-day, but not overnight, that we can get more kids in the same type of experience without being all the way gone for a week at summer camp. Everything is on the website. It's very comprehensive. You can find all about the classes. You can find out how you can volunteer. You can find out how you can donate and keep this dream going. 
Really Absolutely. Cool. And there's there's videos. You can take a little flyover. You can hear the kids laughing. You can see them splashing through the creek and uh, find a chance for your family to get involved. We have adult volunteers. We have uh, teenagers who are involved in leadership programs as well. Every kid should get the summer camp experience at least once. Absolutely. Mine was between seventh grade and eighth grade. Camp Timberlake up in northern Wisconsin. What's your best memory? Um, the fact that there it was uh, all guys and we had four cabins and every morning we would clean our cabin and the coat, the, the counselors would come around and the cabin that had the cleanest got to go to breakfast first. And it was a big deal to us. You're in the woods. It makes you hungry. Yeah. We wanted to go first, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, and of course they spread it around, you know, so everybody got a chance, but I remember that. And also uh, spraying right guard in the eyes of this kid who was, <laughs> he mm. was messing with me. So it's pretty- Probably not the memory you were looking for. Dan, what's next for you? What's your next challenge? Uh, I feel like I've got some uh, finishing up some projects at the 7X um, and then just back to work, construction, and and I'll be continuing to be involved, of course. Well, thanks for stepping in. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, but but stepping in and saving the camp for the kids. that's to be commended. You should get him before the Paso Robles City Council. Get this guy a commendation. Absolutely. Get him yeah, before the County Board of Supervisors. Idea. Get Pashong to thank him publicly. Yes, he deserves it. He deserves that and more. And I hope that we can continue to fill his heart when he hears the kids running around the camp and hiking. Emily, one last time on the website, please. It's campnatoma.org. Uh, Dan, you want to say anything in closing? Just thank you so much for having us on. I'm grateful to be able to spread the word and hopefully get some more activity out there. I think it's going to happen. Emily, you got the final thought. Give it a chance. Get your kids outside or give us a chance to make the dreams of kids come true. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. Keep up the good work. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to Craig Hill for his help. And thanks to you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow at 305. I'm Dave Congleton. Now, Oliver, get out of my chair. I'm coming home.
KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111